ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. We were just rudely interrupted from starting our uh, podcast here. We got main beam addiction over here. Diego making all kind of noise, being unruly Doing as he just down. as he just rolled up. But yeah, we'll we'll deal with it. <laughs> Call the noise ordinance, folks. But now we're sitting uh, again in beautiful uh, Durango at Purgatory, and uh, sitting with William with uh, Pyroputty. And I was up at the booth earlier. And started hearing some cool stories, right? Because we we do things or we come out, we see these products and uh, don't necessarily get the feedback from, I don't know, a bow hanger that you would from from what uh, William has on the market. So I said, oh, man, hold that and let's talk about this and get it on. And, and it kind of increased the value in my eyes, right? Because there's things that we have in our packs that we take for granted. And I've been carrying Pyro Putty for a couple of years now and uh, absolutely take it for granted, right? And then you started talking and I'm like, wow, I need to settle that in. Uh, and thank goodness I've never been in one of those situations. So I'll let you do an intro, man. Let's talk about, you know, how it came to be. Um, and then, you know, we'll get into product and things like that. But yeah, let's go after it. So uh, Pyro Putty is a non-toxic. We wanted something, you know, non-toxic that you could use to light a fire that was safe. So we blended it so it's safe. So if you get it on you, you ain't going to light yourself on fire. And we wanted something with, that didn't have a shelf life. We wanted you to be able to put it in your pack, your, your survival kit, your 72-hour kit. I mean, this stuff's for uh, home use. It's for campers. It's for hikers. It's for hunters. It's, you know, it, we didn't want to just narrow it down into one demographic. And so... Ultra runners. Yeah, ultra <laughs> runners. And that's that. those are some of the guys that we've got that, that we've got some of our experiences from. Um, We've been on the 
big market now in, in, in the mainstream market for three, going on almost four years now. Um, I invented Pyro Putty here about eight years ago. And as a byproduct, I needed a fire starter to light an another invention I've got going uh, for backpackers and hikers and campers and hunters. And, and I couldn't find a fire starter that met my needs for that product. Um, and so I did a lot of research into different fire starters and trying different fire starters and, and said, man, I'm just gonna have to make my own. I wanted something I could mold onto a stick and stick it way up like in a fireplace or you could pre-stack all your wood and then light it and stick it in because most fires you light it and then you start stacking all your stuff on and you don't have a wind barrier if it's if it's drizzling then you don't have something to protect your flame and that type of thing so Pyro Party gives you a, a wide variety of ways to light your fire uh, depending on the condition that you're in um, so uh, we had a gentleman our first year on the market uh, come to one of the shows, bought a small can of pyro putty and a, one of our electric rechargeable arc lighters. And he was an endurance runner, uh, was in Jackson Hole going out, getting ready to do an endurance run. And they, uh, he threw it in his little fanny pack and a few hours into the race, they're all in small tank tops and shorts and uh, thinking it was going to be good weather. And a freak storm rolled in and started laying down about six inches of snow, and they had no, no winter gear. And so he hopped off the trail and got a fire lit, and you know we had a few people there huddled around him to keep from getting hypothermia. And so he wrote wrote me a letter and saying, "Man, thanks, man. This thing saved my life." And those are the cool experiences. You get uh, people that contact you. We just had a couple that just went hiking down and. St. George, Utah, which is a, known for their bike trails and hiking trails and avid, avid outdoors people. They hike almost every weekend and everybody thinks, well, you know, I'm, I'm a pro. I don't need to take the proper this gear. can't happen to me. Uh, yeah, this can't happen to me. They took one wrong turn and ended, you know, miles, miles and miles away where they were supposed to be lost. And uh, they had enough range on their uh, enough reception on their cell phone that they had one bar to get a text message out to their kids and uh, they sent out a search helicopter but they still didn't know the exact location she had just barely bought pyro putty from a fundraiser uh, we had some baseball teams that we we helped them earn money and so we we gave them the product at a discounted price so they could sell it and earn money and she had bought it at a fundraiser and took it with them and they were able to get a fire going to signal for the helicopter so they knew where they were Heck and yeah. they were they were rescued and and then we just here in the past past winter season october whatnot our gentleman went to alaska on a caribou hunt and he was with several, uh, three or four other gentlemen and this particular day he was by himself um uh, was attempting to cross the river and uh lost his balance the river took him and all of his gear took him downstream he hung up on a tree was able to get himself out of the river onto the bank we're talking you know <laughs> alaska oh, yeah. in october you know um and he thought for sure he didn't know what he was going to do he pulled out his bic lighter it wouldn't light he pulled out his opened his dry bag it was drenched because of the force of the water um got his pyro putty out his waterproof pyro putty lighter, opened it up, dumped water out of it, lit the putty, got him a fire going, 
stripped down, got some dry clothes. You know, he only had, I guess, a coat and a, another dry bag that was dry. Put that on, and then his friend saw the fire and came and rescued him. You that, know? You know, I'm sorry to cut you off. That, that, that's impressive, right? So, in my head, <laughs> is Pyroputty is a byproduct of something else you're working yeah. on, right? Yeah. And then to have a byproduct of what you were working on become... Yeah what it is right that's that's pretty freaking yeah. cool man and then so to you know to think that folks are saying hey thank you and, he, and i'm sure you don't take it that way right but thank you for my life for saving yeah. my life right yeah. this this little tin <laughs> of life-saving energy right here yeah it, it's amazing how did that how did that start so when you when you came up with the power putty as you were working on this other this other invention i guess for the lack of a better word how did that did you have a background in in dibbling and dabbling with um i'm in all kinds of stuff i'm kind of a jack of all trades i've i actually just quit my job four months ago as a custodian at elementary school i worked as a sears repair technician for 14 years um you know i've been kind of in that hands-on mechanic i have kind of one of those minds where i can break look at something break it down see how it works and then make tweaks and changes to it. Mm -hmm. You know, I love to cook. I love to make my own recipes, that type of thing. So all those things kind of come together and, 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 and a lot of testing. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, we just throw a bunch of stuff together and made a fire starter. We're talking, you know, uh, six, seven years of tweaking and changing and giving it to friends and family to test and try, you know, and me using it myself before we got to where we're at. You know, and and it's just not. You know, we get a lot of people that are like, "Oh, that's that's cotton and Vaseline." And I was like, "Ah, no, this ain't cotton and Vaseline." I said, "You can go do cotton and Vaseline all day long." It doesn't light like pyro putty. It does not light it, like pyro putty. It, it doesn't have the burn time that pyro putty does. And and one thing I tell people is, you know, a lot of people are buy it and put it in their bag and they don't ever touch it. And any equipment that you buy, you need to have just like a bow, a rifle. Your fire starter is the same thing. You need to go out and practice with it in different conditions because when you're in a harsh, harsh condition and you need it, you know, your hands are cold and frozen. It changes the way you shoot. It changes the way you draw a bow. Yes, it changes the way you light a fire. You know, this gentleman that fell in the river, he said his, his hands felt like they were 10 times the size. He could hardly move them. You know, and that, you know, it, you got to deal with those conditions. So just because you have something in it and it, and it improves your odds, doesn't mean that you don't have to go out and use it and try it and, and, and learn how to use it in those different conditions. When, when I was up at the booth earlier, right. And, and you guys got, you know, feral rods and everything else. And that's yeah. one of the things that I was telling you and Dennis is that for me, I have to, I have to do that every year. So, oh, yeah. you know, a couple months before season, I'll go in the back, put, you know, shave some, shave some off. Um, and I'll, and I'll try a different, a couple different things, right? I know my power putty is going to light, um, but I have fat wood shavings. Yeah. Um, and those are different. Those are a bit more difficult to light with the ferrule rod, but I want to, I want to have the ability to do it. Oh, yeah. Need I, ha you know, if I'm, if I have to 
do it. So I'll go through these things, and man, yep. I, I look like a fool with a feral rock every <laughs> single time. Oh man, and you get a group of ten people around me, and the heat's on, and oh, I, I look like it's my first time. And I, <laughs> but that's but that's the one thing, like with the pyro putty, that's funny, and that's that's why it's in my pack at this point, right? Is because as foolish as I look, right? Everything else, I'm not even I'm not BSing it. I'm not pushing the product, right? I don't want people to hear a thing. I'm pushing the product. <laughs> We just met. I don't get anything. I, the cans I have, I purchased the cans. We shook hands for the first time this morning. Yep. I can put the ferrule rod over the top as long as the ferrule rod is not <laughs> flying all over the place. The first sparks that hit the power putty are going to light it. Yeah. Typically when I'm using, if I'm using like mag shavings or the fatwood shavings, it's, it's, you look like you're, stripes. you look like your son, son for life. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, when you when you do it over the the power putty now when you you introduce the arc lighter oh, yeah. to the scenario which I don't have one of those so I'll be seeing you guys at the booth here but when you introduce that I mean you you take it all simplifi- of that out of it equation. totally simplifies it what kind of battery life do you guys get on those so um we we give you a one year warranty on it and that's just on the whole lighter as a as a whole if you have it break you know or we we have replacement parts we'll send you for it um but it's got a lithium ion battery. Um, we have very few, we've only had probably in the three years we've been selling them, maybe 50 or 60 returns on electronic malfunctions on mm-hmm. them. Um, but battery life um, with a lithium battery, uh, most of these I carry at the shows. I've been carrying for three years. Oh, wow. I charge them once and I use them for three or four days demonstrating. So 300 lights on a single charge. If I don't use that within a year, it probably has still 250 lights on it in, until I top it back off. So the, the drainage on the battery is, is they've come a long way with batteries. I mean, you look at Baku up here with their bikes and the things they're doing with cell phones now, batteries are becoming more resilient for heat, more resilient to cold. Um, and so those type of things are are, are making the industry out. tons better. Right. And so that's where... I, you know, you difference between a striker and a lighter. Your hands are cold. You're wearing gloves. You know, that arc lighter just makes it extremely easy. You know, it's it's wind resistant, um, and so uh, you don't you you have to have more than one source of starting fire. And the funny thing with that I see is a lot of guys are like, "Yep, that's going right in next to my bic lighter or my striker." I'm like, "No." That one goes in your pocket of your jeans. The other one goes in your small pack. Yep. And the other one goes in your big pack. Because, you know, just like you get stripped, you get, you fall down a cliff and your bag's down at the bottom and you you're halfway up yep. and you have no way to retrieve it. You just lost your your source of fire because everything you had is in the same pack. You know, that's why we make this condensed small versions of our strikers and our lighters. So you got one to go in a po- small pocket that's on you constantly and then you've got a, a larger one that goes in your pack and that you have when you're day to day and so so one of the things that was interesting that we were when we were talking earlier is i and i never knew it but the size of the ferrule rod determines the the stiffness if you will well, how hard it is how, how well it shaves off when you're shaving off a spark the hard, the smaller the rod, the harder it has to be. So when you notice when you buy a ferro rod, um, you buy a little one that's about an eighth of an inch, it throws little teeny 
sparks and you can sit there and shave that with a knife as but it it's meant to be hard so it doesn't snap in half so when you increase the size of the rod not just the length but the di the thickness of it you can that you then can make the recipe thinner so that you're able to shave off larger sparks which increases your odds of lighting it on the first strike and so it's a fine balance of how big of a rod do i use and that's why we have several different sizes of strikers uh, on the market um, so that you can carry it for for your needs you don't want to carry a lot of weight for backpacking but if but you if you want to throw something in the glove box you don't want to throw a small rod that's going to be bang, banged around in there and and so we've got the larger one for like your razors, your snowmobiles, your uh, your side by sides, and and your jeeps and stuff to throw that in the glove box. It stores the putty in the handle, so you've got everything right there in one unit to light a fire if you need it. That's interesting, right? Is, is we talk about ounces. There's yeah. certain things, <laughs> and, and it's funny because I was when I was talking to uh, the cutter stabilizer guys. You know, we talk about, you know, the old, you know, the old theory was having this six to eight inch and they weren't even stabilizers. They were really, you know, vibration dampeners. Yeah. But we wanted everything super, super light. But in my head, when I start talking about my life, right, and, yeah. and the ease of starting a fire, do I want to have a, a feral rod that because I have a couple, right? And I have yeah. one and I'm going to say it's an inch and a half to two inches of yeah. feral plus the little handle that, you yep. know, sits on that thing. And you want to talk about the hardest thing in the world to start a fire with? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's 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 true. I mean, our our compact striker when we were first when we first de developed that and we're doing it, it, it maybe had like a two inch length on the rod. And I went out and used it, and I had friends go out and use it, and they're like, "Man, there's not enough striking length on right. this rod to get your knife your knife or your striker going on it." And so. We redesigned it and lengthened the rod. Um, and then after a few years, you know, we've been on the market with it for three, about three years now. And I was just like, it's still not meeting my needs. What I consider truly um, what I want to see in a striker. And so just before this show, we received all of our parts. I got, I designed a new striker and it, it's built just like our, our mega ferro rod. And I call it the mini mega. And, and it's got a good quarter inch rod, you know, three inches long, and then has a handle that holds a good two wet fires worth of putty in it. Um, and it weighs the same as our small compact rod. So you're, you're increasing you know, your amount of your strikes, the amount of spark you're throwing out. And so we're constantly changing things. I'm constantly changing my recipes or adding new blends into the market to meet certain needs. Our, our ultra light come out last year because we had a lot of backpack the ounce like you call them ounce counters mm -hmm. you know that backpack in and they want to carry as little as possible and they're like they're like your pirate putty is pretty light but what if i wanted to carry more of it because i'm going out for weeks you know and and that's usually in the spot fall or spring and so there's usually a lot of bad weather and so i came out with the ultra light we increased the fiber content which also lightened the weight and also increased the strikeability with a striker because most backpackers will carry a striker because it's dependable. It can be wet. It don't have to fill it with fuel. You don't have to recharge it. You don't have to do anything, but you do know how to have to yeah. know how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that part. You and know? I don't think, I think people get it. And it's, it's not a hard thing. I work with youth, youth. I mean, you know, in scouts and, and that, and 
I took a group of 10 boys up to a camp one week and I was like, all right, boys, whoever can light this putty with a striker in the quickest time will win the can and the striker. You should do that at these yeah. events. Well, I had a couple boys up there and they, they <laughs> tore through a rod and nothing flat. <laughs> they were both up there. They they just like to light the fire. Uh, two, two young gentlemen up here earlier today and they had the whole the whole booth over there lighting fires and but I, I gave, gave them a demonstration and I gave them each five or 10 minutes with a rod and that's all it took. So you would think, you know, maybe it took them 10, five or two or three minutes. We're talking like five, 10 seconds they were lighting it mm -hmm. with a striker. And that's after five minutes of instruction and use. Yeah, that's- And uh... so, I mean, it's, it's the same thing with shooting a bow. I mean, the more time you put in, and the more more often you do it, the better you get, mm -hmm. the more comfortable you are, and and then you have it when you need it. So you said blends, right? And yeah. There's let's talk about that a little bit, right? Is that's a temperature based thing more times than yeah. not? And then you said the ultralight. So what do you have in blends? So so when we come out on the market, we we came out with our summer. Uh, well, it was just orange. We called it the orange putty, you know, back in the day, and it was. I made it during the warmer months and and we noticed as it got colder it would stiffen not necessarily a problem it just made it harder to process it but when your hands are cold and and, and you're in a tight spot the last thing you want to do is fight to get a fire going so I was like okay let's let's work on the recipe let's let's make a thinner blend so it's more more pliable at colder temperatures and so we came up with the winter blend so I can still light the winter in the summer, it's just going to be messier. It's going to be more in a, a liquid form, but it's still going to light a fire. But it's going to be easier to use in the winter. And then the summer, I can still light it in the winter because I, I use it enough. I practice with it enough that I'm comfortable with it. And so I can process it, you know, and still light it and get a fire going. And so it's it's just matter of it's just like when you take a gun out to a hunt you take the gun you need for the hunt you're going on mm -hmm. you don't take a 22 to go out and shoot an elk you don't take a 370 to go shoot a rabbit you know what i mean uh, you are some people too, do yeah yeah some, some people, people might some people do. Oh, somebody just said i bought a, a 338 lapua so we're gonna go explode some pigs <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So some people do yeah i yeah um and so that's that's kind of the concept for pyro putty. You you take the putty that you're for the conditions you're going in, and it just increases your odds of of lighting a fire. It's it's not saying that the winter you can't light a fire with it in the summer, and the summer you can't light it in the winter, or the ultra light you can't. You know what I mean? We just we just we hear what our we get our feedback from our customers, and then I go in and I play with it and I mess with the recipe and I tighten it up and make it so that they've got the best product to go out and use. Um, and you can, I mean, you can have it, you can peel a, a pinch <laughs> off and, and throw that in, in water, standing water and yeah. light it. So right. so you can take take the putty and soak it. We usually I have a bowl of water over there at the booth and I throw the putty in it when we get there in the morning and, it sit, and I pull a piece out and squeeze the water out of it, pull it apart and light it all day long, the same piece. It doesn't matter if it's totally saturated. So just because it comes in a can, the can isn't what's waterproof. 
the product is was water, waterproof. One so, of the things that I did is I had the fatwood shavings and I had the magnesium shavings and then the pyro putty. Mm-hmm. And then there was, I forget, in you know, in like your, your big box store, it's basically, you know, cotton, cotton with some petroleum jelly. And there's some additive you could, I mean, yeah. it, when you smell it, on your fingers it's like holy <laughs> yeah, crap i'm gonna catch a <laughs> catch on fire here yeah. but you know i put those all in water and the pyro putty was the only thing that one when you get the shavings right um yeah they just kind of separate so yeah. there's not enough there for me to deal with the other sinks yeah um and then the other fire starter that's similar right the cotton yeah. with the petroleum and whatever yeah. hell they have it uh it didn't even light yeah, yeah. i have earlier videos where i went out on a klondike camp out with the boys and they're like well well, that burn on snow and so i yep. threw a piece on the snow and lit it on fire and it melted a hole about 12 inches deep into the snow yeah. and was still burning and so you know you can extinguish it with water i mean you can smother it but that with a fire starter you've got to have a safety aspect for of it and that's one thing we wanted we didn't want them to get it on their hands or have your kids get it on their hands and and it light on fire and so actually when you separate the fiber from the putty it actually will not light. And if you have it condensed in a ball mm-hmm. so it's smooth, you can't light it. It is diff- extremely oh. difficult to light. But as soon as you pull them fibers out, it's all business. Right. That's, <laughs> it's, I mean, ready, that's it's ready to go. One of the things that I learned today when we were doing it, right, as I said, the pinch, because that's how I'll do yeah. it. I'll pinch it out. Yep. So that'll be my my fibers, my yep. exposed fibers. But I really liked using the end of the ferrule rod, yeah, yeah. pulling that, you know what I mean? Yep. And then you're controlling that yep. strike. And, a and, big, right and if you end. got a bigger rod a ferro rod you can actually feather the the fibers so it's at the end of the rod and throw the spark right in it it was perfect because then you don't have to control where your rod's going and then you can wipe it off into your fire and you're ready to go Uh, another good thing is you can stab a stick down in the snow or the dirt and mold mold the the putty on the end of it with the fibers up at a at a good distance so you're not all hunched over and tightened up in a ball trying to move your arms you know what I mean? And yes, that's when you haven't practiced, yeah, which we're which yeah. we're not we're not gonna back up not practicing. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> you don't want to not practice yeah. and do and, it because you're gonna be bent over for three hours. Yeah. And uh <laughs> and so I actually uh it, I was grateful. I I I've, I'm partners with PhoneScope. Um they helped me bring it to market. They're local friends in the community there in Beaver. A lot of a lot of good stuff has been coming out of Beaver lately. Uh, a lot of for the for the hunting and camping industry but uh, uh i pitched at them three or four years ago and it just wasn't time for the market and 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 then uh cheston actually went on a camp out and he had several different fire starters and um he was kind of on the top edge of the mountain range and strong winds really cold and he couldn't get him a fire lit you know um was struggling and he talked to me a few weeks later. I actually brought the pyro putty. Uh, I had wow. uh, probably just three different colors. Of, they were like a marble-sized ball, and I had them in a mason jar of water that I'd had sitting in there the day before. And I come in to their office there with all of their crew sitting around, and they said, what are you doing? I said, I come to pitch you a fire starter. And they're like, okay, let's see it. And I set the mason jar on the on the desk with the balls floating in it. And they're like, what is that uh, liquid lightning, uh, moonshine, you know? <laughs> of course, that's a fire starter. I said, no, that's water. The fire starter's float, been floating in the water for a few days now. 
they're like, what? And so I, under the lid, pulled a ball out, pulled it in half, lit it on fire. And they're like, there it we, is. this is going to change the industry. Yeah. And I was like, well, let's see what we can do, you know? And, and so from there, it, we went from our pyro putty to sitting down and designing our strikers and designing some of our lighters and, you know, making them more efficient and, and to meet a wider demographic of people so that they have something they need to use. So, I mean, in terms of, you know, and, and it's not just because we've been talking in terms of a safety aspect, right. But for the, for the small dollar amount, right. That you can afford yeah. to have a can that you're dealing with in base camp to help you light oh, the yeah. fire. Right. And it's not like with the magnesium chips or shavings, it, that burn time is, is pretty quick. It's hot and it's intense, yeah. but it burns off so fast. Yep. That if, you, if you've got a damp wood, it's done. It's burned out before you got yeah. your wood dried out. And where pyro putty's moldable, now you can, like I said, pre-stack all your wood, make yourself a torch because you can mold it on a little stick. And then you're holding all that heat in because you've got all your wood stacked mm -hmm. all together. You've got a wind, you've got a windbreak. You've got a break from if it's drizzling or raining. And then you've also got a little nest built to hold all that heat in that you're not wasting. Whereas then you light your fire and then you're stacking your wood and it falls on top of it and puts it out. And you know what I mean? Yep. And then, you know, so it, it just makes your odds better. And then uh, we, we even make one for home use and camping for like pellet stoves and wood fireplaces oh and, wow and so we make it cheaper cheaper that doesn't have all of the things that the others have mm -hmm. so we can make it make a bigger quantity so that they have it to light their wood stoves at ha at their houses and they've got it to put in their pellet stoves that don't have the auto igniter in it you know different things like that so and then we actually have a charcoal blend for competition cooking for guys that do competition cooking. We've got yeah. some guys from Texas that that use it a few times and they sponsor it. They're like, we want to be your sponsors. And I was like, sold. You can Heck be. Yeah, Texas so, Barbecue so, got me any day. And so, you know, and then we've, we've I've got a good friend in, in town in Beaver that's an endurance, uh, an ultra marathon runner. And, you know, he I raised him through, through youth and youth groups and a uh, good kid. And he come up to me and I said, you know what? He's he's like, I use your product and I have a bunch of people asking about it. I said, why don't we just sponsor you? You know, we'll, we'll uh, sponsor you to pay for your entry fees, you know, That's awesome. uh, and, and, you know, give back to the community a little bit. And, you know, and that, and that's what it's all about. I mean, the hunting and, and outdoor communities are tight, you mm -hmm. know, and, it's been neat to get to know a lot of these people that, you know, like you, I just met you for the first time and he's like, I've known you yeah. for years, you know, yeah, that that's and one so, of the things with our, with our demographic or our community. That's uh, in, for me is invaluable, yeah. right? Is that, is that brotherhood that's there, right? Or that sisterhood or sister brotherhood, however you look at it. Um, it's phenomenal, man. Like we, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't know somebody, but you know, what you share with yeah. them right off the bat. And it doesn't you know? matter where you live or what your background is, but yeah. you meet people outside this demographic and it's like, oh, you're from California? Yeah. Go back where you came from. Yeah. You I know? get that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, you, are you, you're from Utah, are you one of them Mormons, you mm -hmm. know? It's like, it, yeah. you know. How does that work with 10 wives? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, misconceptions or something else. Yeah, but it's yeah. The, yeah, it's in in the hunting community. It's not that. It's yeah. it's it's like your love for the outdoors, your love for hunting. That's what matters, yep. and it's you. It's that, and your family, and your friends. That's so, it, brother, that is it. Well, man, I appreciate sitting down. Uh, when you're looking to sponsor folks, we got a podcast here that uh, <laughs> we'll be happy to take you in. Um, but no, I appreciate having you guys in the pack, man. It, it lends to our seasons, right? We, yeah. you know, hunting at home, we don't set fires a whole bunch uh, because everything is. Yeah, you're you know, in a drought as well as we are. Yeah, yeah. it's bad, man. Mm -hmm. But you know, when when we're out here in Colorado or wherever we're hunting, man, it's it's nice to know that that's yep. in there. You yep. know, whether it's in camp or just having that security yep. on the mountains. So. Yep keep at it man uh, you know i'm sure we'll see more coming down i heard uh something you were working on earlier hope to see that come down i kind of have the gist um i think but yeah hope to see more man i appreciate the time yep thank you oh one thing we didn't get i mean it's pyro putty right yeah. he doesn't know pyro putty but drop uh the instagram handle the website etc cetera, etc cetera. so uh pyroputty.com uh you can also find us on amazon we we do a lot through amazon so they they spread us throughout um, and then also uh, through PhoneScope on their website. Uh, you can reach us at Pyro, at Pyro Putty on Instagram and Facebook. So there we go. Get a can. Uh, yep. Get a we do a lot of giveaways on those on our social media stuff. We'll we'll hook you up with some stuff to give away to some of your listeners. Awesome. Um, Appreciate that. Because, uh, you know, it's good to get the word out there and give some people. People love free product. Heck yeah. <laughs> good deal. You guys check them out. It's Pyro Putty. Um, on Instagram, powerputty.com. Yeah, get it. Season's coming. We're only a couple, couple months away. Thank you for listening. Follow Western Contours on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, and sign up at westerncontours.com. Episodes are available on most major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.